Workplace Bullies and Their Wolf Pack. Well, hello, good people. I am Crystal Keys, and welcome to Workplace Keys to Success, a channel that brings you an unfiltered, no-nonsense approach to surviving workplace bullying. Well, today we are going to talk about those enablers, clicks, wolf pack, flying monkeys, useful goons, lackeys, and mobs, those spineless individuals that help the bully. The term most often you've heard me use is wolf pack. So regarding to workplace bullying, some researchers believe individuals behave like a pack of animals, which leads to the explanation of psychological terror that's most often experienced by targets of bullying. Traits of a bully include anger, narcissism, maliciousness, aggression, a false perception of injustice, and the atmosphere of a wolf pack. Wolf pack behavior includes following the more aggressive dominant leader and the dominant recruitment of others to aid in bullying the less powerful member. Some organizational structures are predatory for promoting wolf pack actions. Figuratively and literally speaking, wolf pups have or mortality rate of 30 to 60 percent. Malnutrition and starvation are common dangers and reason for this high percentage. Did you know that wolf pups are born blind and deaf? Only the alpha female and alpha male of the pack will breed. And a pack size ranges from three to 20 wolves. The dominant male and female eat first. Just like in workplace bullying scenario, the social structure of the actual wolf pack changes from year to year. Wolves in the pack move up and down in the pecking order or hierarchy. When they lose battles with one another, they'll go on their own. And also when wolves are low on the pecking order or in the pecking order, they also leave the pack. These uncivil partnerships empower the choice of unstable organizational structures, covert workplace bullying and offenders security and advancement within the organization. I believe that helping foster social civility, organizations and individuals have to care and support one another. The lack of specific anti-bullying laws does not help the cause against bullying and mobbing in the workplace. Mobbing is an extreme form of group bullying in which one or more employees covertly attack another. The goal is to ostracize, isolate, and eliminate the target. Offenders participate in character assassination, humiliation, and the disruption as they place blame, criticize, and questionability toward that target. Mobbing and bullying form a phenomenon that engages a process designed to dehumanize others 
anchored in hate and the denial of individual human needs. Bullies within a workplace use toxic enablers known as flying monkeys to further bully the target, also known as workplace mobbing, where bullies recruit useful goons to execute misconduct and incivility towards the target. The flying monkey term comes from the narcissist bully, the Wicked Witch of the West from the 1939 film, The Wizard of Oz. The flying monkeys hovered around the witch, helping to isolate the target, Dorothy, and her friends for victimization. Well, Steins is a well-known researcher on a narcissist's behavior, and he believes that narcissists procure flying monkeys who side with them, join their team, and set out to participate in a smear campaign and or other damaging plans to destroy the lives of the target. To gain their support, the bully makes up lies that portray the other person as evil and the bully. In popular psychology, a flying monkey is someone who does the narcissist's bidding to inflict additional torment to the narcissist's target. The majority of research conducted on workplace bullying or mobbing focuses on the target or the bully. However, witnesses and bystanders are part of the issue, if not just for their lack of contribution, doing nothing at all. They accordingly can participate in the resolution. That's the good news. A positive resolution requires a witness to respond more empathetically to victims displaying the emotional coping mechanism as opposed to the target showing emotional avoidance. Either way, empathy is needed. Whether it is the bystander or the enlisted lackey, workplace bullying affects not only the target, but also the witness to workplace bullying. 21% of individuals witness workplace bullying with a total indication of approximately half the U.S. workforce impacted by workplace bullying. Subsequently, 63% of the reported cases that witness workplace bullying increased to 82%. Workplace bullying can have multiple targets instigated by the bully. They also involve the audience, those who witness or watch the occurrence of bullying. An important new strategy for anti-workplace bullying focuses on the powerful role of the audience. Depending on how the audience responds, they can either contribute to the problem or the solution. The audience rarely plays a completely neutral role, although some may think they do. Well, some instigate the bullying by urging the bullying to begin with. Some encourage the bully with cheering, laughing, and uncivil comments that adds backing for the bully. Some participate in bullying once it starts. Some passively consent 
to bullying by watching and lack of action. At some point in our lives, we have fallen in one of these categories as an audience to bullying. A passive audience provides the stage a bully needs to continue their misconduct. A significant way to deal with bullies is for bystanders not to enable or support the bully. Some play a powerful role in the prevention of workplace bullying. Some openly intercede with the discouragement of the bully's actions, defending the target and diffusing the occurrence with redirection. Some seek help from others to stop bullying or by reporting workplace bullying as the witness. Individuals who do not intercede or report workplace bullying often incur negative impacts too. So why don't witnesses intercede with workplace bullying? Some believe, not my concern. Some feel powerless to stop the bully. Some fear of becoming the next target or retribution or retaliation. Some believe the target is justly bullied. Some believe their lack of knowledge holds them from knowing how to intercede. But I want to hear from you. We've provided a survey for individuals to take and I'd like for you to tune in next week for the survey results and discussion on how to respond to workplace bullying as the witness. Let's stay connected. Thank you for tuning in and have a great work week. Well, hello, good people. I am Crystal Keys and welcome to Workplace Keys to Success, a channel that brings you an unfiltered, no-nonsense approach to surviving workplace bullying. Well, today I wanna to talk about workplace bullying and COVID-19, the workplace effects of this pandemic no one asked for. Well, 2020 has presented some challenging times due to the coronavirus pandemic. The world seems chaotic. There are an estimated 18.8 million cases of coronavirus worldwide and 4.9 million reported cases across the United States. Well, silly me, I assumed uh, due to the pandemic, we would find ourselves in a more empathetic, non-toxic work environment. But you know what they say about assuming. Many individuals have used this pandemic to show human decency and an empathy towards each other, while some have not. What doesn't help is how the instructions have changed about what to do, what not to do concerning COVID-19. Even though the CDC has announced that COVID-19 is believed to be transmitted from person to person through small droplets from the nose or the mouth, when a person coughs or sneezes, some specialists, some doctors disagree with that. I don't know about you, but at times, I don't know what to believe. What about the stay-at-home orders to quarantine, isolation? 
to wear a mask or not, what type of mask, N95 with or without a filter, homemade masks are good, manufactured masks are better. And these are all questions, by the way. <laughs> Social distancing, six feet, eight feet. Wash your hands, 20 seconds. Okay, got that. Gloves. Do we wear gloves? What type of hand sanitizers? What type of medications are working for the coronavirus? Disinfectant sprays and wipes. Are they the 99.9% that's going to take away bacteria and COVID-19? Do we have enough ventilators? And what about the vaccines? When will they be ready? Unemployment is high. Furloughs are high. People are still waiting on their first stimulus check. When will the second stimulus check be distributed? Will there be any more stimulus checks distributed? Do we have enough toilet paper, paper towels for what's needed? So we have to be retested to return to work with one negative result. Then I've heard two negative results. Then I've also heard all you need is a doctor's excuse because certain states are only administering one test per person. Well, pandemic-induced fear can lead to a non-productive and stressful workplace. There seems to be a rise in workplace paranoia due to coronavirus anxieties. Some coworkers are taking this pandemic too seriously, while others, not serious enough. Many organizations now allow work from home if possible and and we use electronic forms for meetings like Skype, Zoom, GoToMeeting, etc. But these can also be a new medium where workplace bullying can occur. Well, individuals are still required to treat one another with civility, both in the physical and virtual workplace. Working from home should have excused employees from getting bullied, but not so. Survey says there's an increase in heightened stress and workplace bullying. There have been reports of management bullying with the use of furlough. So taking the furloughs by force or denying the option when requested by employees. Work from home still requires civility. Yes, we have an obligation as employees to still produce, still be productive. But employers must not forget their requirements to ensure the workplace is free from workplace bullying and discrimination in the physical workplace or the virtual workplace. Practical anti-workplace bullying training is needed now more than ever before. We should not be discriminated against if we are of Asian descent due to the biases of COVID-19. We should not be discriminated against at all, regardless of race, color, national origin, religion, sex, or age. The Occupational Health and Safety brings forth workplace laws employers should recognize with COVID-19. There are OSHA standards and the general duty clause of the OSH Act of 1970. 
I'm going to leave a link for that in my description so that as an employee, you will know the rights uh, pertaining to COVID-19 according to these work standards. Well, organizations have COVID-19 updates on their internet, like coronavirus information centers and check here for COVID-19 updates. But what about instructions for anti-bullying? It needs to be right there on the front page. What not to do in a pandemic? Don't bully. You are in you are creating a more of a stressful atmosphere. What's happening is those bad apples, those bad leaders and bullies, well, within a pandemic, they've lost their the control they so much love. So the pandemic has intensified misconduct and incivility. We had more options before the pandemic to look for another job, but with layoffs, furloughs, unemployment, the pickings are slim. Many organizations now have a hiring freeze or they're only filling those essential job requisitions. So how do we handle bullying and COVID-19? Well, there is help. There are several articles and journals advising on workplace bullying during the pandemic. You can Google and search them. As well, I wanna go over some activities that we can take to stop workplace bullying for ourselves. Well, first of all, we need to know that workplace bullying can end with you, with us. We can stop it. We need to stand up for ourselves. Now, this doesn't mean confrontation, not necessarily. You have to decide what is best for your situation, but I do not advise confrontation. What I'm talking about is documenting all men's conduct, keeping a journal at all times, communicate all misconduct. How do we do this? Filing a complaint within your organization, following the chain of commands, informing human resources. If you think that that is not working or you already know that won't work, you can file a state complaint. You should have a civil rights regional office within your reach. You also need to keep meticulous records of your accomplishments and, and the projects, the work that you are completing or have completed. Use these one-on-ones, these mandatory one-on-ones that it seems like some managers are just checking off the box while others are not. They're taking, you know, they're utilizing that time to help the employee, to cultivate that employee, but some are just checking the box off. So use these one-on-ones, mid-year reviews and annual performance reviews as your stage to tell the story of your exceptional performance and how you are an asset to the organization. You also need to model and support ethical conduct yourself. Attend and participate in any and any, any training you can get your hands on that has to do with ethics, anti-bullying, anti-harassment, knowledge is power. You can also select a therapist. Now, this is proactive. Counseling is great for processing what is happening and to help you determine what you're going to do. Find an attorney that specializes in workplace bullying, workplace harassment. And finally, implement an ultimatum for yourself. 
Do you need to consider a transfer? Consider disability, workman's comp. Do you need to find a new job or change careers? Well, hopefully I have provided you some information that is helpful. I'd love for us to stay connected. Please check out my other podcasts. And thank you for tuning in. Have a great work week.